Hey, you're listening to the Faith and Finance Podcast. This is episode number 20 with Hannah Billingsley. What is up, my friends? Welcome back to the Faith and Finance Podcast. I'm your host, Adrian Hildebrand, and I'm so glad you have decided to join me today. Whether you're a new listener, a new friend, a new family member, or you've been here since the beginning, I'm so glad you're here and you are now a part of the family. So bring it in, virtual hug. <laughs> anyway, so first of all, I just genuinely want to thank everyone for listening to the Faith and Finance podcast. As of yesterday, we had 6,100 listens on the podcast, a little over 6,100 or, or downloads on the podcast. And that is so exciting. I'm thrilled. I literally, I just love this community we're building. And I also don't ever want to forget the little milestones. And it goes the same for you know, your financial goals or whatever it is you're trying to reach. Don't ever forget the little things. And that's not really little to me, but I want to look back on this and say, I remember when the Faith and Finance family and myself listened to the Faith and Finance podcast, you know, 6,000 times, 6,100 times. So that's so cool. I'm so thankful for you guys. I'm going to be announcing something next week on next week's podcast that you guys do not want to miss. I'm really, really excited about it, and I know that you will be too. God has just been so good and opening up really cool doors, but this will benefit you and uh, provide value to your life, and so I'm really excited about it. So on today's episode, we have Hannah Billingsley. Hannah is a entrepreneur. She owns a modest sportswear company. And she also lives debt-free, and she's just awesome. She's a uh, a sister, a daughter, a friend. She's also an employer. She not only owns her business, she employs people. And while we do talk about entrepreneurship a, a little bit in today's episode, all of the takeaways are applicable to all of you listening. So we talk about debt-free living, we talk about investing, and one of Hannah's main point she likes to drive is that we have to submit to a financial plan. So I really hope that you enjoyed today's episode. But before we get started, let's hear a word from our sponsor. Hey guys, welcome back to the Faith and Finance Podcast. I'm your host, Adrian Hildebrand, and I have a really special guest with me today. It is Hannah Billingsley, and she's just awesome. I'm going to let her share about herself because you guys heard about her in the intro, but it's always way better to hear from the person themselves. So Hannah, please tell us about who you are, kind of what you're about, and also where your money story began. All right, Adrian. I have to say that this is the most terrifying part of the whole podcast, like giving the five facts about yourself, but uh, I'm going to suck it up. So my name is Hannah I'm from Central Florida originally, and I live in the Chicago suburbs right now. I um, am a type three Enneagram for all of those Enneagram lovers out there. Um, I own a sportswear company, um, and I get to run it with my best friends, which is just the biggest blessing in life. Um, I do travel, but I love being home just as much as I love traveling. Um, let's see. My money story began, you know, probably when I was a child, I always loved money. Like, seriously, I was those kids that like, if I saw a penny on the ground, I would just freak out. And I just was a hoarder (laughs) of all coins. Um, But 
my parents were always really good with money and great financial stewards. So um, I had a good base as a young adult when I was starting to make decisions. So my, my money story really started as a child with my parents. Someone was just asking me today about my money story and I'm like, how far back do you want me to go? But right. it's, it's true. Everything really can stem back a lot of it to our childhood. And I love that your parents were really great financial stewards and taught you about that from an early age. Also love that you like, we're picking up coins off the ground and whatever. That's Girl, awesome. I distinctly remember holding my first $5 bill and I placed it in this gold foil box and I kept it there probably for like five years. Just, it was my most treasured possession. It was this $5 bill. Oh my goodness. So this is probably a little backtracking, but where, other than your parents being like really good financial, like where do you think that came from? Like, where do you think- you're honestly couldn't tell you because my siblings they're great financial stewards but they were never like me I mean as a third grader I started a shop on the playground and this is not very ethical but I would take (laughs) stuff from my parents house like my dad's softball glove just different things and I would sell it on the playground and I made $50 before my teacher shut me down but it, it went on for months you know oh my gosh that is awesome which explains like your entre- entrepreneurial spirit and now you have this business and that's so so cool I know this was not even a question I wanted to ask you but since we're kind of talking about entrepreneurial and you were selling stuff sure. on the playground <laughs> where did you come up with the idea to for your for mod for your sportswear company like can you talk a little bit about that would you mind no I don't mind at all and I would love to say that it was some clear shot and that as a third grader I always knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur but even as a college graduate that thought that memory never came back to my mind and I you know I graduated with you know a a bachelor's in business and I did not know what I was going to do with that someone told me that, hey, if you don't know what to do in life, get a bachelor's in business because that's a good base. And so I didn't know I was going to be a business owner. Um, and so I started a Mary Kay business as a 20-year-old and realized I hate um, all things to do with lotions and makeup. And I cannot be passionate about it because I don't even use it, you know? Right. And then as a 25-year-old, um, I started a holistic body care thing because you know, I, I just, you know, when I moved to Chicago, my skin got really dry. So I started making my own lotion and just the nature of my personality. As soon as I start developing a hobby, I'm like, how can I make money off of this? (laughs) So that turned into a business. And then I realized again, oh my goodness, I am not passionate about lotions and these things. So my mom had started an iteration of mod and she started as a home-based company and I was visiting for Christmas and she had mentioned, you know, Hannah, what do I, it's so funny. My mom said, Hannah, what do I do? I'm getting so many orders. Like, and I turned my Facebook ad off. Like, what should I do? Uh I just want to shut this down. And I was like, whoa. And I was just saying money signs and Mm -hmm. I was like, mom, you know, let me buy your company from you, you know? So her and my dad decided to um, just give it to me that winter break. And she showed me on the sewing machine how to do what she was doing. And that was the start of it. And a few months later, I really changed 
everything to do about the business from the product to the name. But I would say my mom laid such a solid foundation for that business. So it's like they say, you know, if you see a turtle on a post, you know that it didn't get there by itself. And that's mm-hmm. exactly what mod is and who I am. I love that because it's so true. I don't talk about it enough on the podcast, but I would literally not be where I am without my parents either, you know, as far as like, they really helped me get set up for life. And then I messed it all up myself, but you know, they helped me pay for school and just all that kind of stuff. So you're so right. None of us get anywhere really without, without the help of others. But it's also like, you know, we put our hand out and we do what we can do and, and then God blesses the rest of it. And I've really seen God do that. And your business is actually really cool to to watch um so you bought this company from your mom and well there they gave it to you essentially right. which is so cool and before this we were talking about um how I had started a business on credit and you know we were having a little bit of a conversation about that so tell me what how you feel about like the role of debt in our lives oh sure so this is so personal for me because the first business i ever started was the mary kay business and i had never owned a credit card before and my parents all my life had never owned a credit card and so but the mary kay pamphlet told me that if i wanted to be serious i needed to buy this four thousand dollar package and i thought i'm a serious girl so i need the four thousand dollar package and um so i got this credit card i put it on credit and it was it just stopped being fun very quickly because i would do all these parties just trying to pay off debt you Mm. know it wasn't even about having fun or growing a business i was just and so anytime in uh you know, a budding entrepreneur or somebody is, is asking me for advice about how to start. I always, I'm super upfront with no matter how passionate you are and how ready you think you are, if you cannot cash flow your business idea, do not do this until you have the cash mm-hmm. to do it. When I started mod, um, I was in a different place. And of course, anytime you start a company, you want to go all out right away. Right. Like, you know, right. this. like you want to get the the best looking cards and the, and, and I just knew like, I don't want to be in that same position and that same mindset I was as a 20 year old. So I, you know, my packaging even has gone through a lot of iterations because it started off pretty janky, you know, like <laughs> I have customers who've been with me since day one and they have seen it all and they've been so awesome, but just the whole thing goes back to just cash flow it because debt just hangs over you and it is no fun. You make terrible decisions when debt is hanging over you. You are so right about that because I was in the same boat with my business. You know, I had to buy thousands of dollars of inventory and I really enjoyed it. And I understand like, in, you know, in like real estate or something, you know, that's a whole different kind of business. But for something like what uh we do with it or what we were what I was doing what you do now an actual product um there is a there's something called bootstrapping phase you know and you're you're just figuring it out and you're doing it and there's something to be said about this is also what we were talking about offline there's something to be said about just starting and just doing it and as you said too being in a financial position to be able to cash flow your business is so huge and that I talk about that to anybody who will listen. Like people are like, I hate my job or 
or whatever. And they're, they're like, I have this business idea and it's something, you know, it's just making me a little bit of money or whatever. And I'm like, you know, if you don't have debt and it's something you really want to do, you can kind of take those calculated risks sometimes in your life. And it's just, and I, you know, I think we do, I think people say, you know, follow your passions. And I think that is true. I am passionate about faith and finance, but also you match your passions with skills, right? And so you learned a skill and you were able to market that. And now you've just grown this business. It's so cool. I know we're not really wanting to talk about mob this whole time, but it is a a huge part of your life now, you know? But, oh, absolutely. And, you know, it's not just debt is terrible and te- mm. debt is unfun. But when you have a lot of cash or just whatever cash sitting in the in your account, it's leverage. Like right. n- now that we're kind of growing and even this is super exciting. But like tonight, we're going to sign a lease for a, a retail space. You know, <gasps> so oh I'm my gosh. so excited. Like we're just so excited. But, you know, we're only able to make these quick decisions and do all these things because we have cash sitting in our account mm-hmm. for us to be able to be like, yeah, we're, we're ready to move on this right now, you know, and gives you a lot of power. Right. That's so, you're so right. Like a lot of people, so in I, real estate, leverage is mortgaging and that kind of thing. But what you just said is, is your leverage was having the cash. And it's so true that when you have even a little bit of cash, sometimes you can make more decisions because you're like, no, I have a little bit of a cushion. I have, right. You know, I can take that risk. I can, or I call them calculated risks, you know, but it's, you're so right, Hannah. It's just, it's so incredible too, to see like how God can really bless something that you put your heart and soul into. And now you just have this cash and you're signing a lease. That's awesome for your company. It's just so cool. It's so awesome. So I know you kind of alluded to this just a second ago. You said any budding entrepreneur, I tell them, you know, you don't want debt hanging over you or whatever. What would you give to, what kind of financial advice would you give to just a regular person? You know, what would, for a beginner, somebody who was learning about investing as a beginner or any kind of personal finance, what kind of advice would you give to them? Sure. No, that's a great question. And I know it's totally on topic, but it's not a cop out. The, the, the greatest reason, the number one reason why people are not wealthy is because of debt. Right. Mm -hmm. And so to get out of debt, it takes more than just, you know, someone going into your wallet and cutting up credit cards, right? Like that's just putting a bandaid on it. There has to be an understanding in in your mindset. This is what debt does to me. This is what debt does to my finances. So the first thing is just to get an understanding of it all. And so a lot of us, like I realize I am so blessed that I grew up with the, the parents that I did, but for every one Hannah, there's, you know, 99 others that didn't have that upbringing and they grew up in households where debt was just really normal and credit card payments were normal. And we forget that it was just a few decades ago that debt was not a, a norm, right? Like it went from being abnormal to now it is celebrated. It's now promoted to be a tool. Like you're clever if you use debt as leverage. Um, So you have to give yourself grace, you know, like a few, you know, a few decades ago, consumable products were like paper clips and clothes and, you know, post-it notes. Those are the things you buy 
all the time. And now we're treating cars and cell phones like consumable Mm. products. And obviously people go into debt for those things. So I think you have to realize like we're just in a really odd time now with our with our money management as a society and give yourself grace like not everybody comes from an uh, an upbringing like mine where you know my parents were weird and couponed like every single Sunday like not everybody does that <laughs> so I would say you know get a hold of that concept of what debt does just become um, determined in your mind you know I'm done with debt I want to become wealthy and I am, I don't know if you, I think you are like, you're a Dave Ramsey fan, right, Adrian? I am. A, I do like Dave Ramsey. Yes. Okay. So the reason I like Dave Ramsey, and you have to understand where I'm coming from. I'm an entrepreneur and I always think my way is the right way. Mm. And I like systems, but only as they work for me. So me becoming a Dave Ramsey advocate was a decade process. Like it was, oh, he's cool to like, now I know if I want to see real change in my life and results, I have to submit to some kind of system, right? So I'm not saying Dave Ramsey is the system, but I'm right. saying if you want to see results, you really got to submit to some kind of financial plan or financial That's system. Right. Yeah. So uh, I would say those two things will bring you great wealth in the years to come. Yes, I really agree with that. And I do love me some Papa Dave. But as yes. I'm, as I've, you know, I think people think Adrian, you don't like, you don't like Dave Ramsey. And it's not that at all. I love Dave Ramsey. I love what he does. He's, he's built a company and changed millions of people's lives. It's just that we all have a, a system sometimes or a way of maybe thinking a little different or just a spin on what he's saying. Like, please give me all the Dave Ramsey, like everybody listening. That is a perfect place to start. Like, Perfect. If you're not sure about finances or whatever it is you're doing, please start with Dave Ramsey. And Dave doesn't hold back. He will tell you, like, get in your face. He's like your da- your dad. That's why you know his oh, three yeah. kids call him oh, Papa yeah. Dave. But oh yeah, I always say Dave is a really great place to uh, start for sure because it's kind of like really when you think about people coming into the church. There's the scripture that says that some people are drinking milk while others are eating meat and it's the same thing so when you don't have the basics down you can't think about really all the other the other stuff you have to get the basics down you have to understand the plan of salvation right like when you get oh totally so it's the it's so and I'm so glad you said that because it's I'm kind of the same way I am like nope nobody's gonna tell me what to do but then also I'm like (laughs) I'm also like I feel like I'm really teachable I'm an anomaly in basically everything but um, so anyway, I love that you pointed that out about Dave, but you're just, you're right. Like you cannot build real wealth with having debt. You just can't because then you're making, you're making the credit card companies rich or right. the the personal loans or the, the payday loan uh, places rich. And it's just, it's, it's not a good time. And but- I think people who are naturally good with money mixed with an entrepreneurial spirit had the hardest time with the Dave Ramsey thing because you're like, mm-hmm. I don't really need to do a budget because it's kind of all in my head. I don't really need to stop investing in my 401k as I pay off debt because I'm growing more money in my 401k than the interest on my, uh, on my credit cards. And so you think you're going to outsmart the system. And for a few years, that was me. Like I was like, according to this, according to this math, 
you know, I just did, you know, I'm doing this right. And Dave just clearly doesn't get it. You know, like (laughs) at the end of the day, you know, you just have to, for me, I'm not saying every, for me, I had to submit to a plan to start seeing real results. So absolutely. No, I totally, I think everybody needs to be on a plan. And that's why I like the seven baby steps from Dave, because it's a great framework for everybody and anybody, you know, I'm that person that's like, I I always like overthink stuff Mm -hmm. and so I'm like yeah but what about this I'm an Enneagram six I'm the devil's advocate unintentionally (laughs) but it's because I'm always looking at things from all the other oh sure yeah and trying to figure out this so people will say Adrian I have this this and this and I'm like well well I need to understand the full situation you know like (laughs) oh yeah so it is just everybody has their kind of ways of doing things but anybody who listens to this podcast knows I love Papa Dave love him so love it but anyway I don't know how I got on this tangent this is what always happens (laughs) but tell me how tell me a little bit about your investing strategy I'm actually just curious now that you've mentioned about like your 401k so I'm assuming you don't have debt is that right Hannah Correct. I have a mortgage payment and um, my plan. I can't believe I'm about to say this out loud to your millions of followers because now I have to follow through. (laughs) But my plan is to be debt free, including my house come Christmas of 2020. So um, I, you know, I have I own a business. Right. So like who knows what the next 18 months are going to be like. But that's the plan. So once that happens, I'll be totally debt free. But so I have that. I invest in a Roth IRA. um, And um, so my investing strategy is obviously you can invest six thousand dollars a year into a Roth. Uh, I'll probably do a little more than that this year. Man, I'm just giving you all kinds of specifics right now. Um, wow. <laughs> I love it though. I mean, uh, I, love I don't it. know. I don't know how to not. And at the end of the day, I really don't care. Money is money. So exactly. Anyway. It's the last so, taboo subject. So it's fine. <laughs> so I use Vanguard as, um, as my platform. Uh, okay. We have just really low expense ratios. Yes. Um, a pretty good app. I mean, it totally meets my needs. And when I first started it, I was like checking, this is so ridiculous, right? Like I cannot take this money out until I'm 59 and a half, but like (laughs) I was checking it multiple times a day. Like why Hannah? So I've just had to make some rules with myself about that. But so I use Vanguard and even choosing which platform I was going to use was this whole thing because like Dave Ramsey really encourages you to use um, a SmartVestor Pro. And I actually met with one of them and she thought, my plan to pay off my house was too ambitious. And she mm-hmm. said, Hannah, you need to enjoy life. Why do you want to do this? And, and I was like, Oh, this seems weird. Like, you know, so anyway, that I, I didn't enjoy, enjoy that meeting. So that's probably the most anti-Dave thing I do is the way I invest. So I use Vanguard and I pretty much put everything in the total stock market admiral mm-hmm. uh, account. So, and that's just, it's very personal, right? Like investing is super personal. I'm a pretty aggressive person. I'm a risk taker. So I, it's, that's, that's the avenue I've chosen to, to go on. So. Yeah, definitely. I, I love Vanguard too. I think you're right. The, or I know you're right. The, uh, the fees are very low. I think if you go, I actually use Fidelity just because my work, um, 
401k is with them, but they're very similar too in that they have very low oh, yeah. uh, fees. So Fidelity Vanguard for anybody listening, those are two places that you can um, or brokers that you can invest with that have very low fees. And I think no minimum yeah no minimums for investing I mean it may be like so I can't remember I've only ever rolled over that's I need to look this up sure I think for like the admiral account I think it's like three thousand dollars is the minimum to start doing it but you know they have all these tiers and everything it's super achievable like shoot and it took me for anybody listening when I listened to Dave Ramsey as a 20 year old and he got to the investing part I thought, okay, and I'm, I was bright. I was the salutatorian in my high school. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm not dumb, okay? But when I heard that part about investing, I thought, oh, boy, that's above me. I don't know anything about investing. I'm going to just skip that till I'm married, and then, you know, I can delegate that to my husband, you know? So I always thought it was going to be, like, this whole thing until I started doing it, and it took mm-hmm. me all of 15 minutes to set it up. I'm like, this is it? That's all exactly. I have to do, you know? So. Yeah, the reason I think people think it is scary is number one, the terminology is a little scary. But also number two, people who are doing crazy investing things, like, yeah, that is complicated. But for the average person, you know, like, literally grab an index fund, total market, like, or a mutual fund, whichever, they're basically the same index funds have a little bit lower fees. But essentially, you know, it's just a a, a fund that holds a bunch of different stocks invest in one of those consistently based on your um, risk tolerance. And that's it. Like literally it's like, essentially it's like putting money in a savings account, right? Like, I mean, it's not saving, it's investing, but you can make it as simple as that. You can do a direct deposit to there, you know, as long as you don't go over the amount every year or whatever. I mean, it's, you're right. It's not, it's, it sounds scary, but once you like really look at it, you're like, Oh, this is what it is. <laughs> oh, absolutely. And I don't know if this is your personality, but like I tried out Bitcoin too. I tried <laughs> Forex, like just because it's not yeah. fun. Like, Oh, this is so cool. I'm going to get really wealthy. But um, anyway, the, those are just, you know, and maybe, maybe some people will become absolutely insanely wealthy doing them. But, you know, I think I'm just going to stick to the classic, total stock market and just keep it at that you know yes I don't I don't blame you and I think for the average person you know again like when you're just starting out there's there's uh milk and then there's meat like for an average normal person who's just like I want to leave it and don't touch it exactly what you're doing is exactly what I would do and basically am doing you know I don't I don't have a crazy investing strategy so I love it. I don't know. How are we getting on all this random? Girl, I am so sorry. I don't know. I'm sorry. No, I love it. No, 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 no. I love it. I feel like, and this is, I'm probably going to leave this in the episode because everybody knows like that I'm a rambler and I just like, I get so passionate about things. I just want to talk, but no, this is like great stuff because we just debunked a myth that you have to be like crazy brilliant or crazy rich to invest. And I, we, you don't, you know, it's just a, a normal, a normal thing. That people do. So absolutely. absolutely. I love it. I love it. So is there anything else you want to share with everyone? I know we've kind of talked about several different things, but is there anything else you would want to share with everybody? 
I mean, I'm passionate about finances. There's like a hundred things I want to share, but you know what? Your podcast is so quality. I'm sure they get so much stuff every single week. So I'm going to leave it to you, but, um, Man, I just, I'm so pumped for what you're doing. You know, this, your, and your voice is so awesome. I know I told you this in that really weird email I sent you, but like, that wasn't weird. You and Jenna Kutcher, like, I could listen to you guys all day. You know, oh my God. I have voice envy listening to your voice. So, Jenna Kutcher, you need to hear what you just said. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) That's hilarious. I love it. Thank you. Like, seriously, that, that really, I, I genuinely don't take, I get real emotional when I think about it, actually. I don't take anything like that lightly. And I think because of what I'm doing with faith and finance, I take it very seriously. And it it really is a ministry of mine. But also, I want to make sure that I'm giving, you know, accurate information and not leading people down the wrong path and whatever. So I really, really, really appreciate that. That's really, that that was so nice. Thank you. But for sure. So, okay, we'll, we'll ask this then. If you had to leave one takeaway for everybody listening, anybody who will ever listen to this ever, what would the one takeaway be? Okay, so I've been thinking about this. My takeaway is that anybody under the age of 40, okay, because I'm going to be really conservative, anybody under the age of 40 that is listening to your podcast, no matter how much debt you have, Okay, no matter how much student loans you have, whatever, whatever your life situation is, if you submit to a financial plan like Dave Ramsey, and no, I don't work for him, but if you submit to a plan, you cannot help but become incredibly wealthy. You will become a millionaire. And I know, you know, when a kid in my youth group, or actually she's working at Maud now, so she's no longer a kid in my youth group. She's on my team now. She, her and I were talking and she said something about, oh, Hannah, you may become a millionaire one day. And I just looked at her. I was like, actually, Lulu, I, I am going to become a millionaire. Mm. And I told her like, it has nothing to do with how clever I am. I just, you know, I followed somebody else's steps and, and it's so amazing that, you know, all of us, we have, the greatest opportunities, no matter what, where we're at in our tax bracket or what we do, no matter for church planners or, you know, or business owners, if we just follow some seven simple steps, um, we can all become millionaires. So not that it's all about money, but, you know, money gives us the opportunity to do so many things. We can bless people. We can um, just enjoy life to the fullest. So, uh, that that's my big thing is that if anybody's listening and you're under the age of 40, this is for you. It's in you to, to become wealthy. Yes. I so agree with that. I tell any young person who will listen, especially some, I mean, cause I'm 25. So anybody younger than me, especially I'm like, look, if you start doing these things now, you will be a millionaire probably even before I am like, Literally, you know, it's just, it, it's incredible. You're so right. When you, when you submit to a plan that, you know, if, if it's Dave Ramsey or if you have a financial planner or somebody, you know, somebody who knows more than you do um, and you submit to the plan, it will bless you and it will come to pass. And as I always say, it's just start taking the steps, take a step in the right direction and God will truly, 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 truly bless you. And absolutely. You're so right, Hannah. Like, I just, I love that. You're yes. 
all the all the yes but (laughs) anyway Hannah this has been awesome you have let me kind of jabber a little bit and I appreciate it but this has been so cool if people want to follow you or get a hold of you buy your buy mod how can they do that okay so I'm on Instagram um han billingsley is my handle um i'm not super great at checking my dms and i'm definitely not great at checking facebook messages so but i'm on instagram obviously i'm on there every day and then mod uh, modestw.com we have the best sportswear in the world i mean just at the absolute best so definitely check us out Absolutely. And I will link to your page and also mod in the show notes so that everybody can go click on it and get in contact with you. Hannah, thanks again so much for being a guest on the Faith and Finance podcast. I really appreciate it. Oh, thank you so much for inviting me. It's such an honor, such an honor to be on here, an honor to meet you. So thanks, Adrian, for what you're doing. Thanks, Hannah. You have a good night. You too. Bye-bye. I hope that you have enjoyed today's episode with Hannah Billingsley. I have put her Modest Sportswear Company website in the show notes and also her Instagram if you would like to follow her. And if you are enjoying this podcast, share it with a friend. Make sure you've hit the subscribe button. And also, please, if you are willing and able, leave a review so that more people can listen to the Faith and Finance podcast. I love you guys and I hope that you have an awesome rest of your week. Keep the faith, my friend.